thanks for joining us here at All Nations. We are a church in love with Jesus with a passion for you. Our mission is to bring those who are lost into a life fully devoted to Jesus. If you want to learn more about us as a church and what we do, you can visit us online at allnationswestend.com. Join us today as we hear from our senior pastor, Ross Coco. But as Christians, we have been enlisted in an army and we are at war with the kingdom of darkness. The case, this is the case whether you acknowledge it, whether you believe it or not. See, our enemies are the devil and his cohorts and they will target you whether you believe in them or not. Their mission told to us plainly in the Gospel of John by the supreme author of the word, Jesus, in John 10.10, he tells us this, that the thief, who is the devil, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That is his mission, and that is what he has planned for your life. See, we need to be fully awake and aware of this reality. That is why Jesus warned us. The devil, the thief, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is what he's about. Don't be fooled. There's even people that have given their lives to the devil, Satanists, and they think they enjoy the power of the kingdom of darkness, but he will take them out. He has no loyalty to his subjects. So he's about stealing, killing, and destroying lives. He has nothing more that he can do than those things because he definitely can't demonstrate love. But thankfully, this verse, John 10.10, did not end there. It says... I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. Do I hear an amen to that? Praise God. See, who would rather, who wants an abundant life? Amen. See, because, see, the, the choice is yours. You can either have death and destruction, or you can have an abundant life. You make the choice which one you want. Isn't that the reality? See, we want to blame the devil, and we want to blame everything else around us, but the reality is we make the choice whether we want an abundant life in Christ or we want to suffer the consequences of what the devil has for us. See, church, it's as simple and as complex as that. The title of the message tonight, before I pray, is Turn Your Back on Sin. Turn Your Back on Sin. I'm going to pray. 
Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you most of all for your precious son, Jesus, that you gave to me and to every person in this place. But Lord, I just pray that we would be faithful servants, that we would continue to be faithful to you, that we would continue to be sold out for the kingdom, O God, that we would continue to seek your will for our lives. Not our will, but your will would be done. And I just thank you, Heavenly Father, that you continue to do a mighty work in my life. I thank you that you've taken me from the miry clay and you've set my feet upon the rock, which is Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you continue to do the work that you began in me. But I pray, Lord, that I would continue to surrender to you and submit to you that no longer I would live, but Christ would live in me. That I would be a vessel empty of myself, but full of you, O God. And I pray that prayer for every person in this place, Lord. I pray that every person would have a heart like that, O God, a heart to be completely sold out and submitted and surrendered to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. See, church, we need to not make excuses for ourselves. We need to get our hearts and ultimately our lives right before the Lord, before an awesome God. Let's look at another scripture that the Bible tells us in Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 31 to 33. Let's look at this scripture verse. It says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek... For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Hallelujah. This is a very powerful verse, or a couple of verses there, three verses, 31 to 33. So what does this mean? Ironically, exactly what it says. That's what it means. See, it means not to get caught up with the cares of this world and this life, but rather be caught up with what God wants you to do for him and for his kingdom. See, we live in this world, and that's a sure thing. And we do have responsibilities to families, to work. We have commitments, and we need to fulfill those things. Absolutely. But church, those things do not take precedence in our life. See, we need to take care of the things that God wants us to do first and then he will orchestrate a way to look after those other affairs by giving you wisdom and sometimes he even intervenes himself in circumstances 
See, that will all take place when you genuinely put him first in your life. But we know that that is easier said than done because putting God first in our lives, it involves humility. It involves denying of yourself. It involves placing things on the altar, sacrificing your life. There is a cost involved. But church, one thing I can assure you and reassure you of is whatever you have to give up for the Lord, he will reward you infinitely more in this life and in the one to come. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. See, we can never outgive God. Whatever we give to God, we can never outgive Him because His love is infinite and He loves His children. But what we desire and what we want is not always good for us. So in, with God's wisdom, he doesn't always give us what we want. You've heard the term, he gives us what we need. Amen? Hallelujah. See, we need to adjust our attitudes. We need to have the right mindset and the right heart. We are the ones that can inhibit his blessing through our selfishness, through greed, through pride, through unforgiveness, through stinking thinking. The list can go on and on. We can be the ones that inhibit the blessings and the flow of God's blessing on our life. And ultimately, all these things that I've just mentioned can be placed into one category and one title. Do we know what that is? Sin. Sin. All those things that I've just mentioned that inhibit the blessing of God can be placed in one category with one title, and that is sin. That will stop the flow of God's blessing. Especially unrepented sin. See, church, we, we literally need to turn our backs to sin. We need to be tenacious, unrelenting, when it comes to sin in our lives, we need to stop making excuses for that sin to be there. Jesus gave us victory over sin. We need to live it out in our lives. We need to stop listening to watered-down messages and unbalanced graced gospels that almost promote sin in the believer's life, or at least condones it. 
It is a lie and the devil is very happy for you to believe that. He will absolutely make a mess of your life. If you say, it's okay, God forgives me, even if I do this and I do that, if you have that attitude in your heart, the devil will mess you up. See, our attitude needs to be one of repentance. It needs to be one of humility. It needs to be one of realizing that we're not perfect, but we have a perfect God. And we need to strive for perfection in Christ. Hallelujah. It's not good enough for us to make excuses all the time. Oh, he made me do it, or she made me do it. Or, you know, it's okay, I only do this one thing. That's okay, God will forgive me. It's okay, I can still continue to do that. I can just live in sin. I can live in adultery or fornication. I can do those things because I have a loving, forgiving God. And we justify and we continue to justify our behavior. But see, Jesus didn't go to the cross so that we can continue in that sin. He went to the cross so that we could be freed from it. Amen? Hallelujah. See, church, we have the choice. That's why in Matthew chapter 6, it tells us not to be caught up with these trivial things of life. Don't be focused on them. Don't be distracted by them because they can suck your faith away. They can reduce your faith. That's why the word says in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So we've got to seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Now God said that the kingdom of God is within you. Amen? So, if the kingdom of God is within us, how is that so? How do we have the kingdom in us as a New Testament church? How do we have the kingdom? Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus. They are the kingdom. See, the kingdom of God is within us because we have Christ in us. We have the kingdom in us. That's why we're not submitted to the things of this world. Hallelujah. We need to realize at church, the kingdom of God, he is the king of the kingdom and he resides within us. That's why he says the kingdom of God is within you because we have been given the Holy Spirit of God. We have Jesus and we have the Father. And it says that if you abide in me, I will abide in you. Hallelujah. We have the kingdom within us, church. But yet we live like the kingdom is outside of us. See, we have victory. The devil is a liar. He will come to you with all types of temptations and all these attractive things. But when you put the kingdom of God, if you seek it first and his righteousness, I can tell you sin will no longer have power over you. 
Hallelujah. It will no longer have power over your life. God will set you free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Church, get a hold of this tonight. You don't have to be subjected to what the devil has planned for your life. He is a liar. He is a thief. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal from you. He wants to make your life an absolute mess. But you need to lay a hold of this tonight. The kingdom of God is within you. You're not subject to those things anymore. We need to live like we are servants, that we are children of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king, and we have rights. You know, you look at the royal family. When you're born into the royal family, you automatically are given the rights of the royal family. Hallelujah. Well, we belong to the royalist of royalist families. Hallelujah. We're the greatest king. Hallelujah. So we need to realize that we have all those rights as being a part of his kingdom that his kingdom is residing within us, church. Hallelujah. We have an awesome God. See, if we put God first in every area of our lives and we totally trust him, not just partially or just trust him in certain areas, if we totally trust God and we honor him when we put him first in our life, and we honor him when we are obedient to him, and we honor him when we flee or turn away from sin. We honor the Lord. See, and then the Lord wants to bless you. He loves demonstrating himself to you in a mighty way. I can tell you, church, that God loves revealing himself to you in a mighty way when you honor him. He's done it to me countless times in my life. When I put him first, when I say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done, he shows up in a powerful way. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you tonight, church. Don't be caught up with the things of this world. Put the kingdom first and his righteousness, and you will see the hand of God over your life. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar, and we have an awesome, mighty God. We need to reverence him. We never should mistreat him. We have God, the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God, the Holy Spirit, and he is such a gentleman. And he is gentle with us, and he is also protective of us. When we sin, the Holy Spirit, we grieve him. We... He is protective over us. He loves us. Hallelujah. We need to listen to him because he will warn us of dangers. Many times in my life when I've had some type of um, severe incident or tragedy that could have happened, the Holy Spirit has intervened many times in my life. And do you know that God even intervened and protected my life even before I gave my life to him because he had a plan for my life. The devil tried to take me out, but God had a plan for my life. He protected me. 
But when we are walking with the Lord, we can speak to Him. He can speak to us clearly and warn us of things and dangers that are ahead. Like we have so many accounts in the Bible where the Holy Spirit warns and tells them, when you go into this city, you're going to get beaten. You're going to, these things are going to happen to you. The Holy Spirit will warn you. Sometimes you still have to go because God has a plan for you to go there. And sometimes you have to suffer persecution and tribulation, but God will raise you up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand. See, church, it's the Holy Spirit. He will minister spiritual gifts to you. The Holy Spirit will also develop the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And we know that that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. See, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is God's character. And we need to become more like him. We need his character. We need to develop his character in our lives. And the only way that can happen is if we submit to God and we let him have his way in our life. Don't allow your flesh to rule. Allow the spirit of God to rule in your life and you will see the fruit manifested. Hallelujah. He will change you from the inside out. The Bible says in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. See, church, when you truly love the Lord with all your heart, it's very easy to shun sin in your life. It's very easy to turn your back on it. Sin won't have the same grip on you when you truly love him. This is how you have victory over the enemy. He will not be able to mess up your life. It is amazing, church, when you truly press into God with a sincere heart, that is, not because you want something from him, See, it's because you love him. That is the reason why we need to seek the Lord. Not because we want something from him, it's because we love him. Hallelujah. It's amazing, church, that when we trust the Lord in every area of our life, he will not let us down. I have seen and witnessed the miraculous in my own life when I honour him in such a way. Church, make this year, 2020, make the decision to have a year of abundant life and blessings. Amen. Put the Lord first in your life and turn your back on sin. You will only have everything to gain and only sin to lose. Of course, when you do sin, you need to repent 
and get your heart right with the Lord and allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 1.9, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. See, church, it just requires a heart of obedience, a heart that is humble, a heart that wants to turn away from the lusts and the pleasures of this world that are harmful to us, but to live a life that is pleasing to God. You will never, ever look back when you make that decision. Amen. We'll call up the worship team. That's the message for tonight. And I want to encourage you, not the worship team, the this, sorry, no worship team tonight. But we can call up some people if they want to sing. But church, I just want to encourage you that tonight, if you want to make changes for this year, if you really want to get serious with the things of God, if you really want to live uh, a life that is separated to God, a life that is completely submitted to Him, if you want to leave that old life behind, because, see, at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's your decision. Hallelujah. Praise God. No one fell over, did they? Only books. That's all right. That's all right. But, yeah, I just want to encourage you, if that's you tonight, I mean, you don't have to come forward. You can make that decision here. You can make the decision in your own home. But I believe if you're serious and you're not fearful, you'll come forward and you'll make that decision as a testimony before all people here tonight that this year you're going to serve the Lord with all your heart. Amen? All right, let's, let's just worship the Lord. And those that want prayer, just come forward and we'll pray. Hallelujah. Thank you for connecting with us. We would love the chance to stay in contact with you. We want to help you find your next steps in life with vision and purpose through Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, you can jump onto our website at allnationswestend.com to find out more. We look forward to doing this journey together.